Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am actually at the WATD studio here in Marshfield. And I'm joined by four lovely ladies in person and one lovely lady on our boat. Hello, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you. Um, for those all of you right. who have been listening Good to morning. WATD all morning, we uh, were guests on McNamara on Money, so I also have Alyssa McNamara here in studio with me. Good morning. Good morning. As you grab your microphone. (laughs) We've been doing this for two hours already. Give me a minute. i got to do an outline for another 60 minutes. (laughs) Yes. So we we were guests on your show, Alyssa, back tomorrow on Money. um, And we have three guests in studio. Um, We're going to continue our conversations, but um, I'm going to reintroduce everybody who is joining us today. Amy Hubert-Basserer, real estate attorney with Sherman Law. We have Erin Nally, uh, estate planning attorney, Starbird. Starbird. See, you said Starbird. I'm making you overthink it. I know. I'm making you overthink it. I know. Starboard. 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 Starboard legal. And Allison Walsh, uh, family law attorney, Walsh Law Office. Um, I'm going to give you guys a second to reintroduce yourself. Amy, you have been on our show several times. um, And uh, again, our show now is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. but you've been on our show several times. We love having you. We love having you at our office. We we just we just think that you're like the greatest thing. Ever. Oh, well, thank you. That's why I keep coming. Somebody yeah, else no, think it. Somebody else. No, yeah. everybody thinks it. Oh, um, you're sweet. And we we were able to Sharon and I uh, attend a class that you were sort of hosting, and uh, you ladies were there, and we sort of fell in love with you guys too. So we yeah, were like, let's fantastic. do a let's do a marathon show. Yes. We roped you into it too. Yes. yes. Um, so I'm just gonna give you guys a moment to reintroduce yourself to any listeners who uh, didn't catch the first two hours of our show. Um, So here you go. Perfect. So I'm Amy Hubert Masferrer. I am an attorney at Sherman Law. We have locations in Hingham and Plymouth. 
and um, I have been doing real estate for about uh, 20 years, and we're about to talk about transitional listings, which is um, kind of a, a class that I put together, and we have two of the best here uh, who are going to introduce themselves to talk about estate planning and also uh, family law and divorce. So, thanks. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Allison Walsh. I am a divorce and family law attorney. Um, my uh, firm is called Walsh Law Office. Um, started it, I went out on my own about six years ago, but I've been a divorce attorney for almost 20 years now, um, dating myself. And um, we have an office in Hyannis as well, so if there's any Cape Cod listeners, but we're primarily based out of Hingham, and uh, I'm looking forward to talking real estate this morning. Continuing on. Continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> and Erin. Good morning, everyone. My name is Erin Nally. I'm from Starboard Legal, and um, I do uh, business planning and estate planning for families and small businesses and help everyone plan for life's what-ifs. Yeah. Awesome. I love, see, we were talking, um, I think you made a comment like, you know, something about, um, like planning, um, like nobody likes to like read the directions or whatever. And I'm like, I'm totally the person that like when you get a game, like I'm the one to explain the directions to everybody. I love being told like, okay, this is how I liked it. Cause I don't like the, um, what would that person like? Like what would, you know, so I am that person. That's why I'm like, if I bought a house by myself, no children, who would I leave it to? What mm -hmm. would, you know, I'm the, I'm the planner. So, um, but Alyssa, we're roping you into hosting. Yeah. Our show, I know. Too. I wasn't <laughs> anticipating that. <laughs> um, so yeah, why don't we just sort of continue on sure. with our discussion um, that we've been, you know, talking about all morning? Yeah. So I mean, we spent a good amount of time and talking. Let Alyssa, you introduce Alyssa. Introduce yourself oh, as well. I certainly will. And too. realizing that I didn't give you the opportunity to do that on my show, but everyone knows you, Sharon. <laughs> oh, that's okay. um, even people that think they know me are. Oh, you're Sharon. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> I get that a lot. Uh, but I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed. I'm a certified financial planner practitioner with McNamara Financial. We have offices in Marshfield and Chelmsford, Mass. Um, and this is my 20, we've all 20-ish years of experience. This is my mm -hmm. 20th year in the business as well. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for having me. Um, we So we spent the first couple hours talking a lot about uh, issues surrounding divorce, uh, emotional issues, financial issues, real estate issues, estate planning, things like that. Um, maybe we'll get, uh, Sharon, you wanted to get a little bit more into um, estate planning uh, and, and issues surrounding maybe estate planning and, and real estate and thinking about real estate like as, as your biggest asset. And mm -hmm. um, so why don't we just maybe touch on, I don't know, just even quickly, like the importance of estate planning, Erin. I mean, I still meet a lot of um, people in their 40s and 50s that have never done estate planning. They could be buried, they can have children, and, and sometimes it just doesn't uh, make its way to the top of someone's list. And, you know, maybe not, and not even necessarily related to like the level of assets, right? I, yeah. I meet people of all different um, means and net worths that, uh, and, and some of them haven't ever done that planning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I hear, well, we could never agree on someone to take our four children or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, or we could never find someone that would take our, you know, and, and maybe there's a reason that they never got to it, or maybe they just maybe didn't understand the importance of it. So if you could just spend some time on maybe the importance of that and, and is it related to net worth and life situation, et cetera. Yeah. So, um, it's funny, when it comes to estate planning, it's very much, it's an easy thing to kick down the road, yeah, right? Sure. Because no one wants to think about dying or being yeah. incapacitated. Yeah. So if we can just ignore it and pretend like it's not going to happen, yeah. then we'll just continue on our merry way. 
Um, unfortunately, life doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Um, but I, that's why I tell people the really what it comes down to is your signature and the things that you're responsible for or the things that you need to give directions for. My children often need to be told where the water is, where <laughs> the cups are. Do you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yes. if these sort of things are taking place on a day-to-day then when it comes to where my accounts are, where my investment accounts, retirement accounts, you know, like where are your assets? And you had made a point earlier about um, with paperless billing and, you know, we don't get statements statements in paperless statements. It's not a matter of, you know, if something happens to someone, whether they're incapacitated or pass, it's not a matter of waiting around for their mail to see what statement's going to come. And then being like, all right, we have the list yeah. of stuff yeah. that you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's like to be to have to be prepared in that during life and to stay on top of it. It's sort of a. It's like oh well, I got that set, so now I'm I'm scot free. Nothing's going to happen to me anymore. Even though oftentimes people think if they plan, then they're going to die the next day, right? Yeah. Because well, now that I've done it, now right. it's going to be used, right. you know. But but that's not the case. Um, so, and then two, the other um, real big importance for, I feel, estate planning is um, the way that asset, the way that your assets are owned. Because if mm-hmm. something, God forbid, does happen, are you going to probate? Are people going to have access to whatever asset you have? If you've, if you've become incapacitated, are your accounts and properties, are they going to be able to be maintained? Who's maintaining them? How long is it going to be until they have the authority to maintain them? So if yeah. that's all outlined and squared away, you you pick up the handle on whatever it is you're talking about and you just keep walking as opposed mm. to like having a 52-card pickup where you're like, where are the cards? And we got to go yeah. ask the judge for this and yeah. we got to do this, mm-hmm. you know, or you, mm-hmm. where oftentimes you can be like, oh, see this piece of paper? Sign my name to it. If we think about like events that would trigger someone or the necessity in our professional opinion, anyone, but would trigger um, the the importance of prepare of doing estate planning, I could think of home ownership because like up until that point, someone might have like, you know, a 401k through their job with a direct beneficiary Mm -hmm. designation, Um, bank account. Those usually don't have the direct beneficiary designation, but you know, earlier in life anyway, you might not have like, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in there. It might be small amounts. But you can add you can add direct beneficiaries to banks via transfer on death designations. You, you, I think at all banks. I don't know mm-hmm. in my experience anyway. So a triggering event would be purchase of real estate because there's not a beneficiary like you, you pass away. There's not a named beneficiary on yep. that type of asset yep. by mm-hmm. default. Um, I think obviously having a child, Kids, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because you know you could give your opinion, but from my opinion, being able to name guardian if mom or dad you know passed simultaneously is very important versus the state deciding guardianship of your child um and then you know what are some other triggering events you know um um i I guess aging but hopefully someone did it before then aging and bequesting right when when you get you get to a point in life where i don't know if people get to this point in life where well yeah I, i would say most people get to a point in life you know if you're in your 80s or 90s and you never really done that planning and maybe you get to a point where um, bequesting becomes more important, right? I won't live forever and who do I want my assets to go to and is it, you know, more complicated than just beneficiary designations? What are some other triggering events in your opinion that would make it really important for someone to prepare documents? Turning 18. Yeah, okay. I, I wondered about that because we, yeah. Yeah, the, we become HIPAA adults privacy. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. don't, 
once we turn 18, all of the adult sort of uh, things that are locked in, right, as far as well, locked in, just being an adult, right? It's We were talking about um, college tuitions and stuff, and it's no big deal for the college to accept tuition payments from parents, mm-hmm. but yeah. they're not going to call them if something happened, if their kid, yeah. you know, yeah. got, I don't know, broke yeah. a leg or whatever it is, yeah. you know? So those can be a good triggering event as well because that's when it's going to come into play. That's That's the point at which you become an independent. Mm-hmm. So if your 18-year-old child uh, has an accident and goes to the hospital and you go to the hospital to meet him or her there and you're trying to get information from the doctors or nurses without a... Is it the HIPAA, do- is yeah. it the HIPAA thing? The mm-hmm. HIPAA document? Waiver, without yeah. that document, they're not talking to you. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if they, they, well, and if maybe the kid, the kid, no. if the the kid, right, the kid might say yes. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or right. depending on what state the, the kid is in, they might not be able to give authority right. at that point. Right. Unfo- that's a terrible thing to think about, but yeah. but yeah. they might not be able to say, yep, if my mom comes to visit, you can speak with her. Yeah. Right? right. So, right. okay. Well, even so, sometimes, yeah. too, they don't realize, hey, can you call my mom? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, uh, yeah. they're yeah. thinking their mom's going to be called no matter what. Yeah. Because well, that's still, what's happened but the, the mom last would 17 still, years. But the mom would still have to show up with the HIPAA document, right? Like, they're still not going to make that. Not necessarily. The kid is, like, a, like awake and talking. Right. They yeah. can say, right. oh, that's my mom. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You know, and yeah. she's going to get pulled into the yeah. conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a someone who just my stepson just graduated from high school so okay. we're sort of in that he turned 18 a couple months mm-hmm. ago yeah. and I don't yeah. think he realizes the rights he does have yeah. Yeah. right yeah. I mean yeah. is that a good thing in no, some no I mean I, I gotta say I don't, know, I don't have an 18 year old but I'm a little like, yeah. happy yeah. that he's still yeah. kind of like oh yeah. can I do this yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean I don't think he has any clue that yeah. he can go and sign for th- you know I mean go <laughs> to the like, doctor himself yeah that's like I, when yes. when parents have UTMA financial yeah. accounts for their kids and you know at 18 or 21 in Massachusetts they're kind of like well does my kid have to know that I have this money here for them yeah, and right. yeah. yeah yeah well because that uh, you know some some kids that young are still maybe not mature enough to handle certain things right. but they're you know kids, depend, yeah. yeah they're still kids and there's decision okay, making so turning to, 18 yeah I do have I do have one story about this so my my son had a college roommate who um went to the hospital with appendicitis his mother was undergoing treatment for cancer and he was like I don't want I don't want to burden my mother I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine <laughs> Tragically enough, he was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, so he decided that he was not going to tell his parents and start up his own care because he didn't want to burden his mother, who was um, undergoing treatment for, for breast cancer. Very noble, very kind, but, you know, I was put in the position where I was like, I know his mother wants to know. Of I know his mother wants to know, does. and she wants to be able to orchestrate yeah. his care. So, like, you know, there I am kind of intervening to say, like, yeah. please, 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 please tell your mother. Yeah. But... The hospital yeah. couldn't do anything. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. He had made the decision. He checked himself out. He was going to kind of go through graduation and then deal with it after. And it was just like, no, oh. you can't do that. So, oh you know, God, yeah. luckily my son told me I can kind of like intervene as another mom. And, you know, he was able to reach out to her. And, and, and you know, thankfully both of them are okay. But those situations, there are moments when um, 18-year-olds think that they're more of an adult than they really are. Sure, yeah. You know, so it's important to do, important yeah. to have those conversations. Yeah, so turning 18 is certainly a trigger event. I also would say uh, owning another piece of real estate in another state, right, to avoid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probate in multiple states would mm-hmm. be a good reason to maybe, right. you know, this yep. is, you know, home, you know, draft trust and things like that so you can avoid probate in multiple states. Um, and then I guess for other triggering events, 
divorce right right yeah. and, and and we know we talked about that a little bit um maybe in advance maybe sec you know sec how about second marriages we didn't really talk about that much but can you somewhat touch on you know how is i would imagine the estate planning process and the discussions you're having uh with someone who's either about to enter a second marriage or you're meeting with um a, a couple that maybe it's a second marriage for one or both and there's kids from another marriage and the complications surrounding yeah. that can you mm -hmm. kind of talk through those com conversations I imagine they're much more complicated yeah at it's that point. Be, yeah exactly it's really just continuing to have the conversation yeah. the open conversation about what the full story is and and what they want to see happen if something happens yeah. do you know what I mean like and then you know being able to say okay if okay this is what you want okay so what's going to happen then is and then you drop the bouncing ball at the beginning right and say okay so the you know like your kids aren't gonna get anything until the second of you passes away oh wait, wait, wait hold a second yeah. <laughs> that might not be for another you know 20 30 years yeah. or whatever it especially is especially if they marry younger exactly <laughs> you know so and, and so <laughs> then when you drop the bouncing yes. ball play out the scenario then individuals can be like, okay, wait a second. That's not the scenario that I want. And then we talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, well then here's another option. Well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And so mm -hmm. that's why it's very, um, it's very custom to to yeah. the, the individual. Well, yeah. I liked what you said on um, McNamara Money where you sort of start the conversation off with, where do you want this to be at the end? Yeah. Like, where do you want to see it? Because we'll, we'll sort of get you there, but we'll explore yeah. avenues of how to get to that end sort of goal, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately. The goal. Everyone's values and opinions on things are all so different, yeah. right? You, so you might be like, I don't care if my kids get all the money at 18. They're super responsible, you know? Like, yeah. they've got it all together. And then someone else might be like, oh, yeah. my kids can never have the money. Yeah. It's going to stay in trust for them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could be like, or maybe, you know what? I don't really care about having to pay those taxes. Yeah. Or, or the opposite. It's also, it's you never know until you're there. So, I, yeah. you know right now and I'll just use myself as an example in extremes but you know right now I could say you know I I want everything to go to my mother or you know but maybe when the time comes to it for some reason something happens in my life and I do have to make that decision right then and there maybe relationship isn't good or maybe you know and I feel like it, it happens a lot with you know people who are getting married or getting divorced it's like you have the best intentions but then when it's when the decision is right in front of you you sort of think differently mm -hmm. well and that's sure. also another yeah. really really good reason to make sure that you're addressing it every couple of years right yeah. because things change so frequently and you don't realize it because time goes by so fast right and then all of a sudden three years goes by and you're like hold on a second i put who down as my beneficiary yeah. and it's do you know what i mean like i yeah. used to work at um the state treasurer's office and I did a lot of work for the retirement board and I can't tell you how many times people will have put down a beneficiary that was like you know they were planning to get married it was a boyfriend or girlfriend oh, wow. and then 30 years down the oh my line my this person is oh my God. being called to say hey so and so passed away right. and you're their beneficiary yeah. usually they'd say listen at that point, you're not having a, you don't have an accurate phone number for that person yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah right? But, like, but oftentimes, yeah. they'd say, listen, this isn't meant for me. Like, Disclaim you it. Know. Yeah. But other times, 
They won't. Yeah, right. And they'll yeah. say, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to her in 40 years. She must have wanted me to have that. And uh, it's like, right. yeah. But there's nothing There's nothing that can be done about that, right? Because, right. Yeah. because right. that's who the beneficiary is. But it's even, that's why we yeah. say, like, right. it's not a one and done thing. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so yeah. look at it every three years. What's, because yeah. what's your so process with your clients? Do you reach out on a periodic basis or recommend that they yeah, reach out? Every because three I, years. Because I easily 10 or 15 years sometimes my clients, you know, oh, yeah, time I've will so go many on people and they in. haven't revisited. Yeah. Yeah. And so, are, yeah, yeah, and I find some attorneys are kind of proactive about, hey, what's anything going on? Have things changed? Do we need to meet? And, mm-hmm. and some aren't. So what's your process with yeah. your so you, clients? So I'll tell them right away that we'll review, like every three years we'll review the plan yeah. and, and say, basically do exactly what we did at our first meeting, right? Yeah. Tell me what you have. I have your planning. This is what's going to happen if something happened last week, mm-hmm. right? And then we make sure that everything then still fits. So yeah. ideally every three years I would reach out to say, hey, yeah. you know, happy three years. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, you know, if you feel like this is something, I hope everyone does take advantage of it. But mm-hmm. I would imagine it's a small percentage like, of people that take advantage of yeah, it. Is it? Very yeah. small. Very yeah. small. Because everyone's kind of, oh, nothing has changed. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes yeah. when they do, it's usually the ones that are like, oh, we won't see them in three years. We've only have so many people to choose from, you know, and then yeah. three years later, they're like, we have even less people to choose <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, um, it's just from, from one experience, like, talking about revising the will often family members will say like you know that they have or intend to Mm -hmm. and I have a situation right now where the um the daughter thought she um inherited the property under the will the estate attorney actually made a mistake told her (gasps) she did and she sold it so numerous layers were were missed there and we're kind of undoing that correcting that but her understanding was always that the will was changed. It just never was. And when, whether that fell on the attorney or... Oh, my God. So, you know... Um, Sometimes the reality, they're drafted but never signed. signed right. Yeah, so, yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's, what, yeah, it's the yeah. last man standing. Exactly. It's the last document Ooh. standing. So, undoing all that. Which kind of brings me to my question, Aaron. Like, who, you know, who do you meet with? So, if you have a couple saying <laughs> they're in a second marriage, are you meeting with that spouse individually or if you have, you know, the kids were rolling in the parents to get their will done, are you meeting with them individually? Because mm. there's the whole question of influence yeah. and what's oh, that. that's huge. And yeah, in yeah. this situation, we have warring siblings who are now looking for the asset. Um, they're all, mom, is, mom is running around telling everybody that, or did tell everybody, you're my favorite, you're getting everything. And they all <laughs> believed her, you know? So, um, you know, which is, lo- which is lovely, but, th- you know, when, when you get down to the in document. black and white. Right, oh, wow. right. Yeah. So... A lot of children in particular think the intentions are what stands versus versus the piece of paper. Well, so. it's the road to hell, right? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I, yes, it's, I can't stress the importance of having an individual conversation with the individual that is creating the plan. Mm-hmm. Right. You can have a family member pay for it. You could have family member. You want to have them sit in, fine. But we have to sit down and have a conversation so that I know you've... you've you're able. You need to yeah. make sure right. that they're not being influenced. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Verbalize what they right. want right. without like a kid being like, "Yes, right. mom, that's." And yeah, that yeah, they yeah, understand yeah. what is being transferred. Sure. Do you know, or what's sure. being done? What they're signing, right? Because yeah. it's a lot of power in your signature, and so right. if you're handing it over willy nilly because, you know, your family member has got a, you know, banana to your back, then right. Yeah. You know, it's that's not. 
you can't make decisions like that. Right. They're not valid. Right. And we <laughs> right. see it we see it more and more. And you know, to, to Sharon's point, talking about the real estate person, you know, what we're looking for is who has the power to sell. Is that and mm-hmm. that can come from a court order if there's just you know, a dispute or there isn't a clear directive. Okay. Or, you know, if the person has a will, that's giving that's giving the directive of who has who it who is gonna pick up where this owner left off mm-hmm. and be able to finish this transaction. And, you know, in my experience, that is the first kind of question you have to have. In this situation that I was talking about, the realtor had assumed that because he was she was told that the person had inherited the property. But when we dug deeper, that was not the case. And the problem, mm-hmm. you know, um, and was even told by the, the estate attorney that that was the case. So when I am representing a buyer who's buying an estate, I, I'm asking for the actual documents. I'm yeah. not taking anyone's word. I'm going to see yeah. a copy of the will. Yeah. I'm going to see a copy of the trust. Yeah. And I'm going to get a trustee certificate that says that that person is still alive, mm-hmm. valid. And so you can't just be like, well, this was all taken care of. There's paperwork behind the scene. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. It, just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. And a lot of times attorneys who don't do their due diligence that should have been caught at the at the closing table right like that there was no chain there was a break, break in the chain there mm-hmm. and the assumption that um, the daughter had inherited the property was was in, inaccurate and that property was sold so um, you know just the importance of, of really looking at that if you want your intentions to be known without as much hassle to to your children that's where you need a will. You can have a designation if you're a husband and wife. You can have a designation. The property will pass automatically through um, how the tenancy is hire, held through the deed. But without that, you're going to court to get what's called, you know, a license to sell. Basically, mm. appointing someone mm-hmm. the authority to, to step into those shoes, which takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes, unfortunately, also uh, people don't like, you know, my clients and your clients. I'm sure, like when they're in meetings with us and and we're explaining things to them and things make perfect sense at the time. But then I kind of think we all know that like, you know, a week later, could they repeat and and really understand the conversations we had? Maybe not always. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I also wonder if sometimes things just get lost or they or they forget or they misunderstood and, and yeah. that confusion uh, that that would that's unfortunate, I guess is what I'm right, saying. That right, they, they right. And and there was one thing and it's yeah. that's really not what it was and yeah. Right. It was really for the attorneys to catch. Everyone was operating under the assumption that the that things had changed. The 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 daughter was under the understanding that she owned the property but yeah. again you know my job is a paper trail like that yeah. is, that is what I'm looking for I almost wish I, maybe this isn't like I, I, I almost wish you know estate planning do, like wills and trusts right these are very can be very lengthy very specific documents with certain language and things like that and, and I understand the reason for all that is there I almost wish there was like you know do you guys give like 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 bullet points like okay but this is here's the document but this is what it really accomplished like is that oh, yeah. is that if you do that for your clients so that they can understand like because that's what the client would look at and understand right? oh yeah oh, yeah. okay so, I guess I just don't see those very often because so I would see the actual documents here. I often speak yeah. in terms of like how people ridiculous examples oh. yeah. or like so for for example I a revocable trust right that's a little red wagon to me if you create right we create this trust and it's full of all this great language and it says yeah. you know if you stub your toe this happens and if you break your finger this happens um, but it's only gonna it's only as good as what it's carrying around right so yeah. you can have a beautiful trust document that's signed but if, it's but never if funded. nothing's in it <laughs> right. then it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. an expensive you stack just, of papers yes, do you yes, know what I mean yeah. so you gotta put whatever it is you gotta put the house yeah. in the wagon you mm-hmm. gotta put your 
investment accounts in the wagon, and then you're carrying the, rag- the wagon yeah. around. Yeah, you have to direct assets you can, to there at some yeah, point. It's yeah, it's revocable, right? You add stuff in, you take stuff out, you do whatever it is you want to do. Something happens to you, and the handle drops. Who's going to pick up the handle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's going to keep walking? Yeah. You've identified who that is going to be. Yeah. They right. pick it up, they keep walking. As opposed to, you know, you might be going to probate court and it's a it's fifty two card pickup. Yeah. Right? Where is everything? Yeah. You know, like it might get into the wagon afterwards, but you're still going to court to do that because yeah. wills yeah. don't avoid probate. Where there's a will, there's right. a probate. Right. Yeah. This is something that's often very much that understood. is a common myth. Yeah. 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 But yeah. like, do you you were saying so that you you know you uh, recommend re- uh, revisiting your estate planning documents every few years yep. and like three years down the road. I, I have to imagine that the 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 client doesn't remember a lot of you know they're not going to remember the specifics and they're certainly not going to like take out a trust or a will and like read through it right yep. so is there like a do you have like a like a, a bullet summary. point yeah like a summary yeah. that they could at least reference and say oh wait yeah something has changed yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so I'll give um, it's basically a, a trust summary okay perfect. that that has I need to see each, one of those at some point each yeah. paragraph yeah. it sort of gives. A, the basic summary of that like paragraph. a client friendly yeah and then if you want to zoom it, in on yeah. it go into sure. the trust and, and zoom in yeah. on exactly what that language is mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. perfect are those common I feel like I've never seen well I just I don't get the whole estate planning binder I usually just get like the trust piece or mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty common I don't know it's common at Starboard Legal oh starboardlegal.com it's not common I feel yeah. like I've never seen one right and people will hand me and they'll be like I have no idea right and honestly yeah. I'll get handed paperwork yeah. and they'll be like, yeah, so they, you know, she left me the property and here's her trust and here's her will and you're opening and up like, and you're nope, like, that's not what happened. She did yeah. not leave you the property. Yeah. You know, she gave a life estate mm-hmm. to your sibling mm. and we have a problem, mm-hmm. you know, so, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very important that you work with someone who's gonna explain it to you. <laughs> yeah. And that's a very, yeah. very scary story that you just told um, yes. Amy, because I mean, that, that's frightening. I, I can't even imagine being that agent and that happening. And hopefully it wasn't one of my agents. I'm no, sure I would have heard it, about yes, it by no, now. No, it wasn't. And honestly, <laughs> it wasn't the agent's fault. She, I mean, yeah. she had spoken to the estate attorney who said, nope, it's all set. So, you know, but um, really the, the closing attorney should have caught it. Yeah. You know, the fact, I mean... I often, when I am doing estate sales, you know, I'm asking for the trust, I'm asking for the will, and people get very like, that's private, that's, I'm like, yeah. well, I understand that, but I'm looking for very specific things. Yeah. I, have to, I have to validate yeah. that that you have the authority to do what you're saying to oh, do. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's like awkward conversations. Yeah. We can have it now or, you know. It's going to come up It's no going to come what. out. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're so. a professional and you're certainly not right, judging exactly. anyone based I'm not, on I'm, not, I'm not yeah. interested. Yeah. I'm like, this I read a lot of things. This is my first will. I, I know, through. I know. Yes, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, Do we have yeah. to take a break at a certain time? I have a good scary story too. And Amy, you will be tied into this one at some point soon. So, um, situation where, let's just say a couple sister, this siblings, it's a second marriage and so this step siblings i guess and um i guess mom uh in her wisdom thought so the stepdad had passed away but in in her wisdom thought okay this is how we're going to handle things i'm going to put two of you on the deed so just put two of the daughters on the deed Mm -hmm. and then decided that the other daughter would be sort of the executor of you know the will and and all this other stuff yeah then you know they thought that this was a great idea Everybody always gets along at the beginning of an estate sale. And yeah. I have to tell you, for some reason or another, money does 
crazy things mm -hmm. to people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's always the one sibling that will say, well, you don't need the money. I do. Let's, you know, there's right. always those or types of conversations. you didn't take care of mom. I did. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that happens yes, a lot. Right. A lot. And mm -hmm. um, I, why are you getting more? I took care of mom. Like, there's just all these things that we're brought into. As the real estate agent, it's it's funny that, that we have these conversations, too. And people wouldn't think that we're a part of that whole thing. But that's why I have to lean into Amy for mm -hmm. those situations because, okay, who is really on the deed? But in this situation, it was everything is going to be divided by four. Mm -hmm. In the will, it says that. So um, guess what? Mom no longer owns a house. Mm -hmm. She put it in two of the other siblings, one stepchild, one step, you know, stepchild and one real child. They're yeah. really the ones on the deed. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mom doesn't have a house to sell, to according right. to, yeah. you know, so even though the will says everything will be divided by four, right. that family isn't getting along at that point. Guess what? That's right. not happening. Right. And now it's, and I know things change. So right. that's why you need professionals on your side to say that that is a really not a great idea to do it that way. Right, right. And you'll see that a lot with, yeah, with family members. They're like, well, I don't want any one person to have more decision-making power than the other. So they divide those tasks, but those can be um, competing interests when, when the time comes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about powers of attorney for a moment, like mm -hmm. the power um, power of attorney documents, and maybe I do want to talk about how it specifically. First of all, can a power you can can you sell a piece of property with a power of attorney? Oh yeah, because you can yeah, control can. any yeah. financial mm -hmm. asset, right? So you mm -hmm. can sell a piece of property with a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. can, so, in my experience, it seems like so. There's two types of powers of attorney, right? There's the durable power of attorney. Those seem to be more common. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's something is it called a springing power of attorney, yep. which doesn't seem to me to be as common. I think that some people sort of misunder, and I don't know why, and maybe you can talk about why one, well, the durable power is probably just easier because you don't need like a physician involved or something or a medical professional involved to, to be, make it become active. But I think sometimes people misunderstand the fact that if, you, if you're giving someone a durable power of attorney, they like um, immediately have... Mm -hmm. could have control over your financial assets. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and it's not like, and, and I think people kind of misunderstand that. Maybe they think, well, I would have to give them the permission, but that's not how it works at all. So can you maybe just explain that a bit? Yeah, so with the durable power of attorney, the permission is given upon signature. Yeah. Um, and it can be uh, it can be convenient um but it's also a significant power that you're handing yeah. over yeah. do you know yeah. so you have to make sure that it's someone that you trust um and sometimes you know i've had folks that don't even tell them it's that they're that it's active, okay, right? Yeah. So, like, if I if yeah. I assign you as my power of attorney, and I just keep my power of attorney with right. my financial planner, right. and yeah, then my right. financial planner says, "Oh, hey, by Alyssa, the, by oh, the yeah. way, Erin's yeah. incapacitated. Can you come yeah, sign yeah. this for her or whatever?" Yeah. Do you yeah. know? Um, so, but but yes, and but also to your point, it can be used as a matter of convenience, right? right? So is that why they're more common, right? Because you don't need to have a, a medical professional involved. To, to determine incapacity, right? Right. Is that what it is? Right. That's why they're more like, common? Yeah. yeah. Or healthcare proxy is kind of with okay. a medical professional. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So I think that, but is, but you can also limit them, right? Like you can have a power of attorney that is specifically for the transfer of right. a particular asset. Do you know, like if it's a closing. Right. Yeah, like and that's, real that's sort of what, yeah. what I deal yeah. with for sure. Yeah. I, I can talk to you about situations too where sometimes th- that power of attorney is given not because someone's incapacity or death, but just unavailable. Um, sure. That's okay. how I bought my house. So that's like yes. a te- yeah. that's a, is that a temporary? It's a temporary power of attorney and it's limited. Or? So I have a situation yeah. right now where um, a, a mother and daughter are looking for houses. The mother is going to be traveling for the next year. Who wants the daughter to have the authority to not only sign offers because okay. in Massachusetts, as Sharon knows, an offer is a binding contract, mm-hmm. but also sign sign the purchase and sale. So she has a power of attorney for that limited capacity only. Got it. So things like that. Or I frequently, for sellers, will have a limited power of attorney to execute documents for this transaction to this property for mm-hmm. this period of time. Yeah. So we limit it. You know, it's not. Um, it's not. It's not the same situation as you know, an incapacity where you're making all financial decisions, all those things, but limited to transactions, and it can be convenient. And when we, when we talk about can you sell a property under power of attorney, you can. A deed typically has to be an original signature, not because it is invalid to sign it under power of attorney, because but because um, the more, if the buyer is using a mortgage, it is less likely that they're gonna not, the, the bank itself doesn't want it signed under a power of attorney because no. it adds a, another layer of review and question sure. for them. So frequently, if I'm trying to facilitate a transaction, I know the sellers are moving to Florida, I'm gonna meet with them in advance, get their deed signed and a power of attorney. So I have that original signature to turn over, but I have the ability to sign on their behalf after reviewing documents with them. It is kind of scary though, like like the durable, like so, yeah. so single mom or dad, right? Living in their home and they go through their estate planning and they name like their son, for example, as their durable power of attorney. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it has to be someone that they trust because if, if that son in that example, they could, they could sell the house mm-hmm. using that power of attorney with like without dad's knowledge. Like, is that... I guess they. I, I guess it wouldn't have to be. I mean, you have tricky they, situations. I know. Parents, I was just thinking, if like, the parents are saying, "I'm not moving," then you have like an eviction. Yeah. Like it, it would end up in the courts. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. Put it that yeah. way. Just like a, it yeah. couldn't just be. It couldn't just be yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, with estate planning, even you know, when we talk about, I know we're not going to touch on it too much because it's its own show, like Medicaid <laughs> trusts and things like that, yeah. where parents are signing over assets to have them sheltered. Yeah. Um, but they very much want to stay in their home and they very much, you know, and then all of a sudden you have a kid who's saying like, look, I think you're declining. We could get a million dollars for your home right now. That would be the beneficial for assisted living. Yeah. That sort of situation is, yeah. is what kind of keeps people fearful of, of doing that because sure. you are surrendering some control. Yeah, we will do uh, a whole nother show on that. That's a whole other show. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I had another thought about mm-hmm. power of attorney and then I lost it. I got distracted because I think you have a, a caller, Melissa, but I'll, well, if we get to the caller, I will, yeah. I'll think yeah. of my question. It was about powers of attorney. Oh, I, I was just saying, oh no, go ahead and take the caller. Yeah. Okay. We, oh, we is this Mackenzie Mack? Is this Mackenzie McNamara from Newport, Rhode Island? I'm getting a, I'm getting a yes from Tim. Mackenzie. It's me. Hi, Nancy. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. My mom told me to call in because you had a question about colleges and what they can tell parents. Oh, yes. Nice. Give your so insight. Mackenzie, let everybody know what oh, yeah. you do do for work. So I was texting Mackenzie when we were talking about the 18-year-old. So Mackenzie, let everybody know what you do so our panelists know and our listeners. So I work in higher education. So I'm currently at Salve Regina University in Rhode Island. 
and most of my role focuses on health and wellness, but I also am in our on-call rotation. So when there is an emergency on campus, I go and help, and then I call parents. Mm-hmm. So, so in what instances can you call parents, or can you always? So it depends on the school and the mission of the school. So because Salve is a community-based school and we believe in the community, we probably tell more to parents than other schools would. But we fall under FERPA when it comes to academic records. So if a parent called and was like, what did my student get on this test? I couldn't tell them that. But if there was a student who was transported to the hospital, I could say, hi, your student just went to the hospital and here's a number to the ER so you can find out more information. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not be able to find to what. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I wonder if that's like part of, you know, when you're enrolling, if there's certain forms that you can sign yeah. at that point that are oh, kind yeah. of like, yep, yep, yep. you know, like you can take my picture, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that, yeah. So with that, is that voluntarily, like, can, do you have to volunteer that in the beginning when you first start going to the school or is it just every student? Because I would imagine if it is something that you have to volunteer for that, like you, you personally, Mackenzie would have to sort of look to make sure like, okay, yes, they said that I could call mom, right, like type right. of thing. Or is it just an automatic because that's your school specific? Or is it because oh. they put down an emergency contact? You know, mm-hmm. like, so when they are filling out paperwork at, at the school, they must have, like, who's your emergency contact, NENS? Right, right. So it's both of those things are true. So for FERPA, that's the one that's held as, like, a law. I don't know any about laws, but I know that one is a law, so it's the yeah. federal... <laughs> Oh, Educational Record, Record Protection Act or something yeah. like that. It has such a good yeah. name, yeah. too. It's like a Muppet. Like, yeah. FERPA. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, FERPA, there's a FERPA release form is what it's called. And that one's really interesting because when we give presentations to new students, we're always telling them of, this is your choice. Mm-hmm. If you want your parents to have access to your academic records, you can sign this form, but it's totally up to you. But what we get is a lot of parents say, hey, I'm paying your bill. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. I'm not paying next year's tuition, honey, if I don't get to see your grades. Right, right. <laughs> I've actually, that conversation. I've actually seen divorcing parents try and work that into their agreement. That yeah. they, oh, interesting. But you can't really bind it because you you can't bind the 18-year-old, right? right? So they can percent. agree that, oh, yeah, we're, okay. we'll see the grades. But, like, if mm-hmm. you have to have a cooperative kid, right, the yeah. kid at 18 can be like, I don't care no, what's in your right. divorce agreement. Right. Yeah. Like, but then you don't right. have to, but then mom or dad wouldn't have to pay the tuition, right? Well, I guess if it's in well, a divorce agreement, right. you would. Is that what you're right. saying? Yeah. You so, oh, I mean, I, see, I, I, I think that that's really, I, I mean, it's not really enforceable Ooh. as to the kid, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And the son, or the, because I had a son, he can revoke it at any time. It's like, um, mm-hmm. so we signed, uh, you know, there's a portal, you sign an authorization, they can make that change as a, as, as it goes, as we as we found out. <laughs> yes, yes. If they're so. sharing the grades, they're usually pretty good, right, Mackenzie? Yeah. And then yeah, maybe <laughs> exactly. not so much. Right, exactly, exactly. I think it's more of like an ignorance is bliss kind of deal. Like a lot of students yeah, don't understand what they've just signed. Yeah. So for them, a lot of them are yeah. like, oh, yeah, my parents always have seen my report card. I've come home from school yeah. and they've signed yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of them don't even know that this is something that's totally up to them. Yeah, um, it's definitely interesting for the students who are underage because when they turn eighteen, they have to re-sign a whole bunch of paperwork. So sometimes those students are actually a lot more aware because there's a change while they're in school. Right. Um, but I've definitely had parents in the past come with like legal signed documentations with like a power of attorney of like my kid's seventeen and you need to tell me everything. 
And then right. I, um, I'm like, I don't know anything about this and just hand it off to someone else of like, someone else, right. I don't know what this is. Legal, yeah. So, well, and Kenzie, too, don't you? I know you've told me in the past, too, like you've run into situations with parents. I won't call them helicopter parents, but like trying to get into like their kids' dorm rooms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just don't yeah. have the right to do that, right? Yeah. Well, some call it just loving, attentive care. No kidding. Yeah. That's a little much. No, I, 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 yeah, I get that com- completely. And um, unless there's a concern, yeah. right? Unless there's mm-hmm. a concern, but um, yeah, it's it's it is very interesting how much control in, in in the land of paperless days. Back in my day, it got mailed home, right? Mm-hmm. So like the parents, the parents saw it. Nowadays, you're in a portal, you're logging in. Yeah, everything's you know. online. Right. Exactly. Sometimes the parents don't know how to word. use the internet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or the kid changes the login. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to be like 47 when my right. kid goes to college. I don't know how to use the internet, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> but yeah, because it's been around now. Yes. But like, think about you know, think about you know, oh when, when a little bit older than I am. <laughs> when my know? last one goes, like, let's be honest, we'll just we'll just take him at his word. I'm just going to do like <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. You're, you're not even going to care what his grades are. No, no. I've already said like I've middle. done so many campus tours. I'm like, I can't do this in a walker. So you look around <laughs> now, <laughs> make some notes if you liked it, because that's what you're getting. (laughs) Mackenzie, did you have any final thoughts or anything that maybe we're not even considering that you find interesting on this topic? Um, I think being, as a parent, I would say definitely be aware of what questions can be asked and can't be asked as best as you can because it's hard for me when parents ask me questions and I'm just like, I can't tell you that and then sometimes they get angry and sometimes they're understanding. Like, I know, like, for example, if there was a car crash on campus and you ask me, is your car totaled? I would not know that mm-hmm. particularly. Like those are things that are in the moment, like I'm calling as like the emergency person to tell you about your kid, but there are some questions that are better the next day. And what about like um, with drinking and things like that, Mackenzie, because you do handle a lot of the drug and alcohol initiatives there at the school. What about, Mm -hmm. you know, if the kids are intoxicated and they have to be transported? I mean, can you, you can't call the parents, right? Or what do you do? So if they're transported to the hospital, I call the parents and tell them your child's been sent to the hospital and then I can give them like a blanket reason. So it could be a mental health concern. It could have been an alcohol poisoning situation. It could have been they had a tummy ache and wanted to see a doctor. Um, So I can give you like the generalized reason, but I can't give you any details other than they were conscious and they were fine, or there were medical professionals on the scene who have more knowledge than I do and you should call the hospital. So I can tell you if they were conscious, if I was talking to them, or if there was a medical provider on the scene who was giving them the care they needed. And beyond that, mm. I got nothing except mm. for the information on how you can contact the hospital and where they went. Right. Mm. So, right. and that's well, so scary to think about. Is. And this is <laughs> all kind of new, yeah. right? I mean, when I went to, I'll tell a funny story because why not? But um, <laughs> when I was in college, I got food poisoning um, from a Roy Rogers burger. I'm sorry if that's one of your sponsors. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was really, yes. Yeah, so I was really like violently sick. I ended up passing out like, cutting my eye like this whole big thing and they immediately I went to the hospital they were taking care of me they handed the phone to the doctor to talk to my mother 
And the first thing he said is, well, I just want to let you know my your daughter's not pregnant, that we did a, a pregnancy test. <laughs> and my mother literally was like, got me on the phone. She's like, how dare he question your virtue? <laughs> how, I mean, she could not move on from this fact. Why did he yeah. say that? Was he being funny or was he like... No, it was like, legit, it was legit, oh. like thought that I was having extreme morning sickness. Like, uh, and maybe I was just like, I had a double quarter pound of cheese. <laughs> but my mother was oh like, and I, you know, and there I am restoring my mother. I'm like, oh no, absolutely, mom. That would, you know, there's no no concern there. Oh, you we have to be a doctor. Doctor. I said no. Yes, is your mom yes, really I've been religious? Deemed, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it would be an amazing immaculate conception if, if anything <laughs> right. but um you I know, don't think the doctors say stuff like that right no away these days. no <laughs> but I mean you know but it wasn't HIPAA was what 1994 right it wasn't that long ago yes yeah but immediately handed and discussed and you know there was there oh was no gosh. question there I certainly was not asked uh my my opinion <laughs> at the time but <laughs> so times have ch- oh I know <laughs> yeah. times have changed for sure for sure <laughs> yeah um yeah. Mackenzie, are you still on the phone? I am. I don't know if you want me to hang up or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say bye. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was very, very helpful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. Bye, Mackenzie. See ya. Bye, Kenz. You Love want me you. a phone call, Mackenzie? <laughs> is that for McNamara Friday? It certainly is. <laughs> and she's been ignoring me for a little while. Uh, um, I do want to touch upon, we, we only have about six minutes left, so um, maybe just sort of wrapping this up, and I want to give you guys the opportunity to sort of um, get your name out there. We want to give your phone number twice. We like to give it twice on our show. Nice. Um, but um, any sort of final thoughts that you want to sort of touch upon? Um, I know we've been together for three hours, but I feel like we could be together for three more. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not today. <laughs> well, as far as estate planning is concerned, um, I my suggestion would to be would be to think about what you want and mm-hmm. how you see things going if something happens. Um, we're only getting out of here one way, mm-hmm. so it's going to happen at some point. Ideally, not for a long, long time, but. You got to think about how you, how you see that bouncing ball bouncing, mm-hmm. um, and then come on in and see if it bounces the way you want it to. Right, <laughs> and if it right. doesn't, mm-hmm. then yeah. uh, that's where we fill in the gaps. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, or that's how you, where you fill it in with anyone. Do you know? But um, mm-hmm. it's really think about what you want, and then whether whether you th- think that's it's going to go that way. Yeah. yeah. And and on that point too, Allison, I think it's really important too, is that sometimes like you don't know what you don't know. So I know that uh, when my girls were going to school, when they went to undergrad and we were doing our will over at that time. And I remember the suggestion to me, which I thought was great and I would have never thought of it was, okay, so Casey and Mackenzie are back to back in school. If something should happen to you and Mark at the same exact time and you want everything divided 50-50, is that really mm-hmm. fa- not fair, quote unquote, to, to Mackenzie because mm. she's the year younger than mm-hmm. Casey. So right. what we did at that time was, is we said, okay, Mackenzie's school will be paid Mm-hmm. you know and then from there things mm-hmm. would be divided evenly yeah. but mm-hmm. then another right. life-changing thing mm-hmm. that happens and you brought this up earlier Alyssa why it's so important and Allison I'm going to be calling you by the way too to help me review some things okay. um, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. do you might be Aaron I think yeah, yeah. I was going to say is Mark listening does he know <laughs> 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 awkward <laughs> 
What? You I said you said Allison. I'm going to call you to review things. Allison's and a we, divorce. So She's unless you want a family divorce. loss. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I meant Erin. I just. I would be happy to talk to you. You meant Erin. I'm going to announce it on WATV. Right, right. I was like breaking news. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. No, I my name's confused. But um, you know, I think that you know, my daughter got married, you know, those are yeah. some concerns, not concerns, but considerations I also want to make, you know, so if something does happen to me and Mark, and what happens if Casey and Dustin ended up getting divorced mm-hmm. or, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, those, those are things that you have to think about, yep. you right. know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Allison, I hope I never have to say <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I yeah, everybody I says that. I certainly, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in an interesting field because we can't really advertise, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can come on a show like this and talk to you guys or whatever, but I can't go out and be like, "Hey, you should get a divorce," right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's just yeah. so unethical. Yeah. So it's an it's an <laughs> yeah. awkward thing, right? Like I can't yeah. go out there and encourage you. Yeah. I want yeah. to encourage you guys sure. to all stay married, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's, it I'm is there a growth industry, though. Yeah, I'm there if things do go. Yeah, I'll let you know. I just went to Vegas for the first time, and every single billboard there is for a diver- divorce uh, attorney. Yeah. Oh, like a Britney That's Spears insane. situation? Right. She's like, divorce! Right. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Like getting, you know, 55 get an hour marriage. Here. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, yes. wow, this is depressing. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Amy? So, Mel, we should actually <laughs> Amy. sort of finish up, too, with the, um, I don't know how much time you have. You can see Tim. I cannot. Yep. Just make sure uh, Couple minutes, that yeah. they yep. get their information out, too. Yep. Amy, any last thoughts? Oh, yeah. Um, You know, last thoughts is just kind of get ahead of it as much as you can. If you're looking to, um, if you're dividing your assets because of a divorce or because of a death, speak with a qualified realtor as you're talking to one right now mm-hmm. and a real estate attorney to kind of ask those questions to get those papers in order so that we're not on the back end scrambling or potentially losing a buyer because we don't have our ducks in a row. Mm, so right. so get ahead of it. Right, Amy, how can everyone get in touch with you? Sure. So you can reach me at uh, my direct number is 617-504-9151. That's 617-504-9151. I know you like it twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allison, how can our listeners get in touch with you um yes so um we're in hingham um and my telephone number is 781-288-5400 that's 781-288-5400 um and our website is www.allisonwalshlaw.com allison has two l's and one i I love that you say that. I know. (laughs) Erin, how can everyone get in touch with you? So my phone number is 781-733-3855. Again, that is 781-733-3855. My email is erin at starboardlegal.com, and the website is starboardlegal.com. Alyssa? Mm -hmm. Uh, McNamaraFinancial.com or 781-834-2010. Uh, do you want that again? Yeah, 781-834-2010. <laughs> uh, McNamarafinancial.com. And I would just say closing thoughts really quick, yeah. like to echo what Amy said, is just get ahead of it. The earlier you can meet with yeah. a professional and get your it's ducks never in the too road, early. the better. Don't be embarrassed yeah. about it. We're talking about stressful yeah, situations absolutely. in life. Yeah. There's never any, we're all professionals. There's never any judgment. You're not the first like, person going through it. Yeah. You're going to be the just, last. It's yeah. The earlier you know whatever, yeah. the better. So, yeah, right, and, right. and you can deal with it. Final thoughts, Sharon? Anything? 
Okay. I want to know who gets the boat. And um, I'm really, really, really great um, having all of you there. Really, yes. That was great. Thank you, you know, so much. This. You guys did awesome. Yeah. We're going to put this on our podcast um, app. You can go to Talk Real Estate Roundtable if you want to listen to this. Um, and then we're going to get your show too. So okay. um, we're going to post that. You can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of our contact information. Make sure to follow us on social media, Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Broker Team. And yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Have a good morning. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, of course. everybody. Thank you. Thank you. WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.